1: Welcome to Lions Radio Network, where the show takes you on a roaring adventure with entertaining and stimulating topics focusing on entertainment, sports, business, world news, along with many other topics. Whatever your interests are, you will find them right here
0: on Lions Radio Network. The freedoms that Americans enjoy are not free and can be attributed to the dedicated service
2: and the blood, sweat, and tears of many generations of our nation's military. The military hour is dedicated to the servicemen and women, veterans, and their families that have
0: made the sacrifice to defend our Constitution and country. Military service is being part of something that is greater than yourself. General Joseph Dunford 19th Chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff. And now, it's the Military Hour, with your host, Donna Lyons.
2: Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to the Lions Radio Network. This is the Military Hour. I'm your host, Donna Lyons, coming to you live from Washington, D.C. And I couldn't be more excited about having my guest on today, Kimberlyn Pelzer-Brown has spent the past three decades building a multifaceted career in business, philanthropy, entertainment, and agriculture. While she's best known for her prominent roles in CBS's award-winning international soap operas, she's a proud wife, mother, successful entrepreneur, philanthropist, a two-time bone marrow donor, and a passionate advocate for women in politics. As one of a small, rare group of actors in Hollywood who are public about their conservative political beliefs, Kimberlyn entered the national political spotlight as a primetime featured speaker at the National Republican Convention in 2016. Even greater is that she's running for Congress, Republican candidate, California's District 36. Kimberlyn, welcome to the show.
1: Gosh, thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it.
2: Well, I'm just, I'm thrilled because a lot of people see you on TV and just go, oh, she's just an actress. But, you know, you are so much more, you're a businesswoman and all these things that that I just said at the beginning of this, Um, it's simply amazing. But I wanted to ask you right off, what motivated you to run for Congress?
1: You know, I, I think the thing that that really hit me was the the realization that we're not leaving something better to our youth, to our future generations. And I realized I was going to be a part of that generation that left a worse off America than the one I inherited from my parents and my grandparents. And I simply can't sit by idly and watch that happen. I needed to to make a difference for for all of our our, our future generations because they they don't have a voice acting in their best interests, and and I want to take that voice to Washington to make a change that's going to make a difference for their future.
2: Yeah, uh, and that's so very true. What's, you know, as as an actor, you know, most of them are Democrat. We know this, and let's not be quiet Mm -hmm. about it. How difficult was that for you to come out and say, oh, I'm a Republican? Have you always been verbal about it, or um, did you say, gosh, just, you know, at some point that, you know, I need to talk about this? How did that go for you?
1: Well, you know, acting acting is um, it's it's a whole other world up there at the studios because I am definitely a minority. There there are others that are also conservative. It's just that we have been taught to not say anything. We've been taught to be quiet. We've been taught what we can say and what we can't say in order to safeguard our careers and our jobs and. I got tired of it. I got to the point where what's more important to me, what's, what's more important, my country and the, the direction that it's going, or my career? And I decided I was willing to walk away from a very lucrative career in Hollywood um, to go there to make a difference. It, it, it is tough. It is tough because people don't want to listen to facts. They, they simply want to change the subject they, they want to ignore the facts and then when that doesn't work they want a name call and i refuse to be a part of that america i want to be a part of that america that actually makes a difference i have a uh, a proven track record of success you're right people know me as that actress but what they don't know about me as i employ over 100 people in southern california 180 during our busiest time of year so I I know what these tax cuts have done to small businesses and how beneficial they've been and and why our economy is booming like like no other. Uh, It's because of those tax cuts alone that that middle America has been able to reinvest in their companies, and, and it's making a difference. People need to pay attention to that because, for instance, the gentleman I'm running against, he wants to get rid of those tax cuts, and he goes to talking points. And talking points aren't reality. The reality is that small businesses all across America are prospering again because of these tax cuts, reinvesting into their companies, putting people to work, and it's making a difference.
2: Right, and there's a record of it. It's proving that this is the way to do it. it. Yes, yeah. So I have to agree with you on that. So when you win, what's going to be the first agenda that you're going to tackle?
1: I, I want to help this president secure our border. I, I think that people don't deserve to be an American. They have to go through the proper channels to become an American the way that my grandparents did when they came to this country. And I believe that when we allow people to come here illegally, it tarnishes. Um, You know, the legacy of those who who came here the right way, who went through the proper channels, the legal challenges that they had to be a citizen. And we we need to uphold the laws that we currently have on the book, Um, and and I want to help this president achieve that. And it's not only about illegal immigration coming across the southern border, but you're also looking at the human sex trade coming across the border, and you're looking at the mass amount of drugs when you've got 70,000 people that died last year alone and of those deaths ninety percent of the drugs could be traced back to the southern border. We've got serious problems. And in my district specifically, the last checkpoint that comes through by the Salton Sea in the Coachella Valley is the right. number one thoroughfare for methamphetamines coming into our our nation. And I didn't know this until I went and I met with our our wonderful Border Patrol men and women that uh, the majority of have have served this country, you know, in a military capacity as well. And when I hear their fears, their concerns, and how their hands were tied so that they couldn't do their job adequately, and now they can, uh, you know, I want to be there to help them do that.
2: Right, and and that 36 distance. There's a couple of those cities that are hardcore um, drug, you know, areas. Uh, I know yes. Beaumont and Hemet are are really they have a lot there, and and Riverside, which is, I mean, I don't believe that's in 36th district, but um, the city of Riverside. It's actually, but, it is,
1: yeah, it is. It is is it? My district oh actually. yeah, yes. and
2: it's really bad. I know that's my daughter mm-hmm. moved out of. um, the Riverside County area, Corona area, because the drug addiction out there was so bad, the drug addicts roaming. Mm -hmm. So I'm glad. And I do believe that closing those borders and not letting those people in and where the drugs are coming in is a huge key to stopping a lot of this.
1: Well, I'll tell you what, as as a small business owner, when somebody breaks into your, your, your shop, you put up a camera. Does it stop the crime? No, but it slows it down. And then the next time some, right. somebody breaks in, well, then you put up bars. Does it stop everything completely? No, but it slows it down. It's it's it definitely deters people from from trying to do something against the law. And I'll tell you, if we if we if we if we make the access points coming into the United States smaller, then we're definitely going to be Stopping more of the drugs, more of the human trafficking, and more of the illegal alien situation coming into our country. If people truly want asylum, all they have to do is come to our country through a legal entry point. But they're not being schooled to this. They're not being told this. And the minute that they come into our country illegally, now they've broken federal law, and their chances of becoming an American citizen have just gone out the window. But you don't have the advocates trying to coach them as to how to come into our country, telling them the realities of coming here illegally.
2: Yeah. How would we How would we get advocates for something like that to let them know? Is that, is that something that Mexico has to be doing, or is that do you think that's the responsibility of the United States?
1: You know I think it's both countries actually I, I mean when when during the Obama administration, when we actually found flyers, you know they had blown into San Diego advising people how to come here illegally printed in Spanish. I don't know if the Mexican government did that or not but 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 I think it's both countries' responsibility. I mean if we're going to work in, in a partnership. To, to solve these issues, and as you have seen all this week on the news, the the ambassador from Mexico to America has been very proactive in, in what they're trying to do now as well. Well, I'm glad they're finally trying, trying to do something and uphold the laws in their country as well to slow down this migration, this mass migration to the United States, because this – this is a migration. They come here, and it's with the catch-and-release system that, that we that we have. Um, and I'm hoping that, that President Trump can hold them the way that he said in, in the tent cities that they're planning on on wrecking down in, in the San Diego area. Uh, I, it, it simply is unaffordable. It's unaffordable for Californians. It's unaffordable for, for taxpayers of our country to be supportive of, of this kind of a movement, we're having a hard time supporting our own American uh, families that need help here in our country, and I think that those Americans should come first.
2: Absolutely, 100%. I agree with you, and of course, this is a military show, so I have to ask you about our military. <laughs> you know, I'm a military I family yes uh, we're we're a big military family, and we've been through several deployments and um, you know that mm-hmm. uh, my husband works at the Pentagon and um, after retiring thirty years in the military so how do you how do you look at the v a right now and how it's treating our veterans and if you could have a hand in that, how do you think we could change this so that they're better served and they're getting the appointments that they need because we keep hearing oh, it's getting better, it's getting better. I know firsthand that my husband tried to get an appointment who's high on a list, and it took a month just to get an MRI. So how how can we better serve them? And if you could do it, how would you try to change that?
1: Well, you know, coming from a business background, first off, thank you to all of you who have served that are, are listening to this program today. Without your sacrifices that you have made we we wouldn't even be having this show uh talking about things that we're speaking about but i can tell you my my nephews both still serve and um and i back our military a hundred percent i believe that this new va accountability act that was just signed into law um you know was it last year when when that fully takes effect and we can actually expose the people uh, that are not acting in the best interest of our veterans, that we can finally get rid of them, that's going to make a huge difference. What's really going to make a difference is getting people in office that will support this president, and he supports our military 100%. He needs more people like him in office to make a difference. Uh, the, the incumbent that I'm running against, Raul Ruiz, he touts cities for our veterans, yet he voted to send the number one sponsor of terror, Iran, billions of dollars during the Obama administration, which could only put our servicemen and women in harm's way and also you know, potentially put our, our number one ally in the region, Israel, in harm's way. And he voted against the Veterans Accountability Act. So how can you have it both ways? You can't. You can't talk by right. one side of your mouth and then do something else. That's a person I have never been. So when I go to bat for our veterans, I go to bat for our veterans, and I don't stop. I been on doors. I expose people that need to be exposed. I'm going to Washington for very different reasons. I'm not going there because I need a job. I'm going there because I want a job to make a difference for the people. We feel as though our voice hasn't been represented in far too long, and our veterans feel that way as well. I know they do. I, I work with the uh, Blue Angels Foundation to raise funds for, for Freedom Stations and and the uh, the Warrior Foundation, and I see what our servicemen and women go through firsthand, and the reconstructive surgeries, the the, the reach-out reach program for mental services and all of us, and how much good is done by the private sector for them and i don't understand why we can't do that as a nation and that's exactly what i want to help this president do he's, he's been coming through with all of his promises that we elected him into office to 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 follow through with the va accountability act obviously was a, a huge step in the right direction And I know that that there are several other initiatives coming down the pipe to help our our servicemen and women um, who currently serve and and those who have served. And I definitely will be on board because we, we owe the freedoms that we have in our country to those very men and women, and they need to be rewarded and treated properly for the sacrifices that they made.
2: Absolutely, could not agree more. And I just uh, listen, I really hope that everything works in your favor. I am so rooting for you, and I want to thank you so much for taking the time out of your super busy schedule to be with us today. Um, Kimberly, good luck. We're all going to be watching. Um, thank sure you see something right away <laughs> but i, I really well, really are for you and if i still lived in california i'd be voting for you
1: <laughs> well god bless you very much and you know anyone who wants to learn more about my campaign just go to kimberlynforcongress.com. there's videos there i have testimonials from from veterans that that uh that we 've held my company actually even started putting veterans to work uh, a couple of years ago, giving them opportunities that that they otherwise might not have had and the hardest thing for them to get when they come off of that battlefield is a resume and Absolutely. I think it's important for important for American business owners to step up to the plate and give these incredible men and women an opportunity uh, to to reassimilate into uh, uh, you know everyday life back here at home. Um, and I, I think it's our duty to help them do that. So thank you so much for your time and your support. And from your lips to God's ears, we'll be we'll be talking again next week, uh, talking about a victory.
2: Oh, I, yep, I'm I'm rooting for you, girl. <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> thank like, you, you, thank you, you so much. So do all the rest of your interviews. I know you're super busy. And thank you so much again. Have a great afternoon.
1: <laughs> thank you so much. I look forward to seeing you in Washington. Okay. Bye. Bye. By
2: now. That is uh Brown, and she is running for Congress. And I hope that all of you, if you live in California, go out and vote, please. She's an amazing woman. She's going to do so much for our veterans and just people in general and securing those borders. It's so important. Um, listen, everybody have a great rest of your afternoon.
0: Call us today at 800-QUICKEN or go to rocketmortgage.com. Racial approval only ballot on certain 30-year fixed rate loans. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender. License in all 50 states. NMLS number 3030. Additional conditions or exclusions may
1: apply.